Hey guys, what movie we watching this week? We have a combination of The Sixth Sense plus The Other with just a little dash of Jacob's Ladder mixed in there. We're watching the 2014 Austrian horror film Good Night, Mommy. Just a dash of Jacob's Ladder. Just a dash. A the, pinch. the twitchy stuff. Just a, the face twitch. The twitchy stuff. A, a skosh. Skosh. <laughs> You're, right. You're right. Yeah. Welcome back, listeners and viewers. It is April, and we are kicking off another month of your favorite podcast. Let's talk about flicks. It's my favorite uh, podcast. It's it's my number one podcast. Uh, the weekly podcast where we discuss movies that tie into a theme for the month. New month equals new theme, and this month's theme is what, Curtis? It's movies about creepy kids. Yeah, creepy kids in movies. Not yes, for, there we go. N- yeah, yeah, not movies for creepy kids or mo- creepy movies for kids. <laughs> hey, creepy kid, here's a movie for you. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I see you staring at me. Watch, Go watch Gremlins 2. Get your face uh, out of my picture window. <laughs> go watch... Oh, well, I don't know. I, I almost said Freddy Got Fingered, but I don't think that'd be a good one to give to a creepy kid. Masters of the Anything Universe. With, right, there you go. Go check out Gwildor. He likes to look <laughs> in windows. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're kicking off April with uh, my pick this week, uh, Goodnight Mommy, a subtitled uh, 2014 Austrian horror film. Um, actually, was I won't, it wasn't nominated for an Oscar, for foreign film, but it was nominated to be nominated for an yep, Oscar. This was, this was Austria's submission. It wasn't picked, but it's all right. Um, and so, yeah, first of all, let's give a quick shout out. Well, okay, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. <laughs> when uh, We're on episode 23 here, and sometimes we just forget the, the fundamentals of On the road to 20,000. <laughs> we don't want people to think, who are these guest hosts this week? Uh, we do want to thank our Patreon subscribers, Melissa L. from Woodstock. Mm. And oh, I'll throw the other one out. I forgot to write it down in my update. So uh, we will have a nice Patreon Patreon bread of this sandwich. We'll start with one and end with one. So, there we um, go. Yeah, so uh, let's let's get into this movie, shall we? What do we, we got shall. for characters? What do we have for characters? I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see what you, what you come up with because I, I have three. <laughs> That's how many I have. Three oh, characters. Yeah. There, there's a few others that pop up here and there, but there's really three of consequence, and that's Elias and Lucas, twin brothers, identical twin brothers, <laughs> or so we think, and mother. <laughs> or mutter. Mutter. <laughs> it's depending on how M- accurate you are with the pronunciation and, and your right. dialect. M- mutter. Mutter. So. Uh, yeah, so that's that's, that's, it. that's it. Yeah, that's really all you need to know for characters: Elias, yeah, Lucas, and and Mutter. Mutter. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, with three characters, there's not a whole lot of room for stretching your legs and and Mm-mm. meeting other people. So uh, let's nope. get right into the plot. We kick off this film. It, it's a very it's a very quiet movie. Yes, um, it, it really is. There is a it it. It fills the scenes with 
visuals. It fills the scenes with walking. It fills the scenes with trampolines. Um, and playing so we in the off, rain. Playing in the rain. We mm-hmm. cockroaches. Uh, we <laughs> kick off. <laughs> we kick off the movie with the twin boys, uh, like you said, Lucas and Elias. They're just playing hide and seek in a cornfield. Mm-hmm. That's um, it. Yep, they're just out. They're just. You, they're they're two twin boys without any other friends in an area of Austria where there's nothing else to do. So yeah. they're out playing in cornfields. They're investigating dark corridors. They're going swimming together. They're you know they're I mean at one point they're just having like a slap fight. Yeah. Um, but they just, never fight. Like they just get along and they're hanging out. Just kids doing kids things. Brothers yeah. doing yeah. brother things. I think they're not, they're nine years old. I believe. Yeah. And and so as they're entertaining themselves, a car pulls up and in mom's home. You know, bringing mom home, and uh, we see like right away, mom has had some extensive facial surgery, mm-hmm. but we don't see the extent of said facial surgery because she's covered in gauze. Um, yeah, so she's home from surgery and, you know, I put my notes that this woman must have been ugly because this was crazy <laughs> surgery. Like, it was just, give me the works, doc. <laughs> just <laughs> What do you want done? Uh, yes. Yes. All of it. Just all of it. Check every uh, box. And so, um, she spends a good portion of the beginning of the movie just covered in gauze and, you know, asking the boy, you know, asking the boys, I need you to be quiet. Um, you know, yelling, no music, no people in the house. Just, you know, I need my rest. And after surgery like that, you would. These are the uh, new rules. So, yeah. So the boys, are, you know, they just continue doing what they're doing. They're just not playing. You know, then we get uh, everybody's in the kitchen. Uh, Mom and the twins are in the kitchen. And Mom's pouring a glass of Kool-Aid. She's making supper for just Elias. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's right there. You're like, something's a little off here. You know, she's just, you know, she's just paying attention to one kid. And Elias is like, well, Lucas wants some too, you know, yeah. like, like, what about, what about Lucas? She's like, well, you, you know, you know about that, you know? Yeah. Like, she, she kind of sighs. She kind of gives an exasperated. Like, right. So, you know, we get the vibe that in that somewhere in between the scenes, whether, you know, something has gone wrong. Like, like mm-hmm. Lucas is the troublemaker uh, he's on mom's bad side, even though she's been gone getting surgery and has been resting. But something happened yep. off screen to put to add a little tension to their relationship. Yep. At the mention of Lucas's name, mom gets visibly right. upset. Right? Yeah, she's just yeah, she's a little irritated. So uh, now the three of them are playing twenty questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and uh, you know they're putting little post-it notes on their head with who they are, mm-hmm. and. And mom's just ignoring Lucas. Like every every guest, he just keeps repeating himself. She just she's just ignoring him. Yeah. She's ticked off at it for some reason. You know, Elias will steal his guests just, and then she'll she'll and listen. Then she'll so, answer. Yeah, she'll respond yeah, to Elias. Yeah, it's just this. It's an awkward, you know, situation, and we don't know what what it came, what came of it, what started it. So, yeah, mom, it's uh, like it's like Lucas isn't even there. Right. It's, it is, it's, it's like, he's some, I don't know, like he, there, you was a Lucas and there's no longer, I don't know. He seems invisible. Maybe, maybe with her eye transplant, she just can't see him. <laughs> she got, uh, got some gauze in her eyes. <laughs> right. So, uh, Elias is brushing his teeth. He's like the world's largest cockroach crawling on the wall. 
He's oh, just yeah. watching it. Oh my gosh, this thing <laughs> oh, is like there's a big cockroach. Yeah, it's like movies based in Austria, but this is a Madagascar hissing cockroach. Like oh, this yeah. thing is one of those like enormous ma- ones. I mean, it's so big that it falls off the wall. The weight of the cockroach its its legs aren't strong enough to hold it on a on a vertical surface. Uh, it's probably slippery and, drywall. Yeah, probably. That's, that's, that's a bad drywall <laughs> job. Yeah, yeah. There was a little extra eggshell in that paint on those walls, and that's just not good for cockroach grip. That, yeah, um, that's the old test. That that's how you test a good drywall. You yeah, put a Madagascar you, cockroach on it. I, you know, uh, you test your new, you test spaghetti by you know throwing it against the wall to see if it sticks, and I'm sure that's how you test the dryness of paint. Yeah, it's you throw just, you throw a cockroach ma- on it. Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Um, there's got to be some views for them in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense to me. Yeah, I, you know, case closed. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Dutch boy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Take that, Sherwood. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, some mom's working on the boys again, guys. I need you quiet. I need to rest. You know, Elias has got he's got two shells. Hey, mom, we got you a gift. Here's like baby conch shells. Uh, here's one from me and here's one from Lucas. She only takes Elias's shell. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, what did, but at the same time, like Lucas isn't putting up a fight either. Like, he's just kind of there. He's like, oh, okay. He, it's, it's almost like he understands why he's being punished and mom understands why she's punishing him. And it's Elias that's trying to be the peacemaker here. Mm-hmm. Um, mom's in the bathroom. She's kind of unwrapping gauze or no, she's got the gauze off her head, kind of checking herself out in the mirror. Elias kind of sneaks up and he's checking on her. We see, you know, she's got one of those like 10 times magnifying makeup mirrors. Like those, po- those were all like poor blaster makeup <laughs> mirrors where if you really want to look at <laughs> poor, poor blaster. <laughs> I think, I think it's Conair's like mid tier, <laughs> mid tier makeup mirror. But yeah, if you want to look at, you want to look inside the follicles of your eye, your eyelids, then uh, you get one of these 10 times magnifiers. So mom's got one one of those and she like <laughs> catches him out of the corner of their eye she's still bloodshot which we haven't seen her bloodshot the whole movie mm-hmm. like we've seen her and she hasn't been bloodshot but she takes the gauze off and apparently that loosened up the blood vessels and that blood just gets to flowing um and so you know it's but it's creepy like everything uh, you know it is a horror film so the, you know everything here is uh you know it's it's just quiet and so it's really letting the tension between the characters kind of set the tone um and and so uh you know again the next day you know the boys are entertaining themselves Mm -hmm. mom's asleep the doorbell rings Uh and elias Elias gets a little worried because nobody's supposed to be there yeah you know mom's asked for quiet or whatever and uh and so you know they let the doorbell ring and he goes and checks on her and and uh she's asleep and and then he walks out, and we, and we hear a crunch, and uh, and then she's just eating cookies in bed, like she's, you know, she's totally like a, <laughs> she'd fit right in Central Illinois. Uh, like <laughs> I'm not watching my kids; I'm going to eat cookies in bed. Um, <laughs> but it was just the grocery delivery guy. Yeah, so, he had a yeah. lot of pepperoni pizzas too. A lot of pizzas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even even comments how many pizzas he's brought to them. So he got a, uh, a year's worth of pepperoni pizzas. Yeah, and even then, when Elias like he checks on mom, he's clearly let the guy in. 
he goes down in the basement where the deep freeze is and Lucas is just standing there watching him. Mm-hmm. And this guy doesn't even register that there's anyone there until Elias gets down there. It is. It's weird. It's like Lucas isn't even there. Yeah. It's um, like you'd think the pizza guy would make small talk. With him. <laughs> right. And now we start to see mom get weird. Yes. The boys are outside jumping on the trampoline and she's looking at him through the Venetian blind. Or no, they're not Venetian blinds. Venetian blinds go up and down. She's looking at him just through the blinds. Mm-hmm. And then she turns and looks at herself in the mirror. She's just checking out her boobs in the mirror. Um, <laughs> that's what she's I, I, doing. I, I imagine that's how she frames it too. I gotta give the old boobs a check. <laughs> well, she's, well, she maybe hasn't looked at him with her new eyeballs. I don't that's, know. That's true. Do they look <laughs> like, the same? I don't know, but she's just checking herself out in the mirror. Um, and it's, you know, and it's like, all right, it's not gratuitous. We are, we are very voyeuristic as an audience because we're looking at her do this through the blinds. Um, and like so it's giving, just, if she's giving herself a self-examination, that's her business, not ours. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's safe. That's, that's smart. She's of an age where, mm-hmm. You know, that could become something prevalent. And I'm not sure if there's a Susan G. Komen Foundation over in Austria. So, you know, <laughs> check, just check yourself. That's your PSA for, for this. So, <laughs> the more you know. Um, right. <laughs> uh, the boys are still out playing. Now they're yeah. playing in a graveyard. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be playing in the graveyard? Like, you know, for the middle of nowhere, because they seem to live in the middle of nowhere. There's so much to do. Mm-hmm. There's graveyards. There's catacombs. Yeah, there's... there's so many. There's so many types of little like mini landscapes, mini environments. Like there's a yeah. there's a there's a huge cornfield right there. Yeah, right? Like... yeah, and they, they they catch up with the farmer later who's just burning hay, and mm-hmm. it's like these boys are covering a lot of ground. Yeah, they are. They get around that neighborhood. What do they find down in the catacombs of this cemetery? <laughs> well, I think you kind of call it there. You know what they find in the, oh, cat- yeah. in the, in the catacombs? Uh, they, find, <laughs> they find a cat in the catacombs. They did. They found a uh-huh. cat in the catacombs. I'm going to go ahead and pretend I did that on purpose because that was... That was not intentional. But yeah, and, and these are... This, by the way, these catacombs are not like... Up to, they're probably not up to code. No, it's it's a whole. It's like a cave, like a man-made cave full of human bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I but think, out, I think the health department would probably have something to say about that. Right, right, and so, but again, it's like on the outskirts of this graveyard. So I don't know. Maybe once you get below the surface, it's just one mass grave, and. <laughs> Everybody gets, you know, their six foot portal down to the catacombs or here's gotta, where your bones go. You got to put them bones in a, in some kind of knapsack or something. <laughs> right. So you know who's who, uh-huh. uh, but this cat doesn't care. This cat is down in these, down well, in the, I mean, it's a cat. The, Most cats don't really care about much anyways. No, no. you would, you'd think that they, they you know, wouldn't. It wouldn't discriminate about how many human remains or it's it's right. This is in. like this is probably cat heaven. Like I'm alive, surrounded by dead humans. This is yeah, great. I've won. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know they they bring the cat home. You know, mom has said no animals. Like she's nope, nobody's in the house. Mm-hmm. No animals. She knows her. She knows her boys. You know, I need rest and everything that you guys are probably going to do anyway, please don't do. And of course mm-hmm. they do them all anyway. So they bring this cat home. They put it in a box underneath the bed. and Because that'll work. Ma- yeah. Mom doesn't even see the cat. But she just freaks out on Elias. Like, 
tackles him into bed. She's yeah, kind of she like fighting. Like she's attacking him. Um, you know, and and he's trying to stop and Lucas is yelling stop and, you know, end scene. Mm-hmm. Mom gets all weird again. What does mom do now? Well, we'd... mom heads mom heads to the woods. Now, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a in a kind of an odd scene here, mom starts yeah. walking walking through the woods, and the camera's kind of following her, and yeah. she starts disrobing. Yeah, she's not she's not even she doesn't even start dressed to go to the woods. Like you yeah. get the vibe that like she's barefoot. They don't show it, but you get the vibe that she's barefoot. I mean, you at least want to have a pair of socks on if you go to the woods. Yeah, or, or Crocs or something. Yeah, maybe some flip flops. Yeah, I would say so. Moccasins. Yeah. Snowshoes. Maybe, maybe those like bear slippers that look Ice like bear, skates. bear claws. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what season it is in Austria, but... Golf spikes. <laughs> <laughs> Tap shoes. I mean, there's a plethora of things you could yeah, wear to the woods yeah. in Austria. Mom doesn't wear any of them. No, matter, none of them. She matter, chooses matter none, of fact, which is just as preposterous. Soon as, she, as soon as she gets to the woods, she realizes she's overdressed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, par- pardon me. I, am I the only one here wearing too many clothes? I don't Let's see any clothes on these trees. <laughs> so she promptly undresses herself and then unwraps her face. Yeah. And which we think this is the first time that we would get a glimpse of mom's face. And, you know, so she's... Her back is to us, and the camera's slowly panning around. And right mm-hmm. before we see her face, <gasps> she gets all twitchy. Yeah, like, her face... Sh- if you've seen Jacob's Ladder, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, it's a better movie. Go watch that one. <laughs> um, but she just... Her face gets all twitchy, and so we don't get to see Mom's face. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, like... Like you, like we talked pre-show, is this a supernatural movie? Because one thing we haven't addressed up to this point is the boys don't think that's their mom. Yeah. That's the whole premise of this movie thus far is Lucas and Elias are convinced mom didn't come home. This is somebody else. This is an imposter. This is, this is someone else. This is an imposter. This is not our mom. Even when they are playing 20 Questions. Right, they're playing twenty questions earlier, and Mom has her name on her forehead, and the boys are giving her all these clues about who she is, and she doesn't even guess herself. Like you've got two kids, and she's like, "I don't, I don't know." You're a television personality, and I mean, she's—it's like all these clues that it's her, and she she won't guess herself. So the boys are very convinced that you're not our mom. What did you do with our mom? Well, and, and to add to their speculation and their paranoia, they they were looking through some photos and they came across mm-hmm. a photo of mom, a y- younger mom, with yeah. another woman who looked yeah. exactly like her and they're dressed yes. the same. Yeah, yeah. And so it uh, it really is leading down this path of the boys have a reason to doubt that that's mom um, because, you know, we've got twin boys and this new mom... I mean, she just ignores one of them completely. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the boys are now they're determined. We got to figure out who this lady is. What'd she do? What'd she do with our mom? Because this is not the lady that left. This is the lady that came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what do you do when you aren't sure the person that you believe is there is not really there? What do you do? What's your What's your test? Stool. Sample. I'll tell you. 
Mine is, I, I actually, I do what the boys do. I sneak into this person's room while they're sleeping and I put a cockroach on their face. Mm-hmm. Um, how they react to the cockroach on their face determines whether or not they're, re- they're really alive or not. And this cockroach crawls right into mom's mouth. Um, and, it's, and it's a Madagascar hissing cockroach. Uh, the same ones that test, you know, paint dryness. Yeah. Um, and it just crawls right down into her mouth. Right down and the gullet. Right down the old, never, the old food hole. It never, never crawls back out either. So I'm sure they're um, animal. Oh, it's, they're pro- high in protein. Go, good be. protein there. Right. It's like, it's like eating so, a bunch of a bunch of beans. Or just one giant bean that mm-hmm. hisses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the well, they've got me- hey they've got jumping beans in mexico why can't they have hissing beans in madagascar that's true so um you know it's you know it's it's just like ooh. i mean it was i even have down here that's gross like you just watch it <laughs> and you're like oh crawled right in your mouth like uh it's one thing for like a little bug to crawl in your mouth but like the world's largest bug to- <laughs> That these boys have an ample supply, by the way. Like, yeah. And she, and, so many cockroaches. Well, she just sleeps right through it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because it's not really mutter. So they believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I just, mean by, by logic, though, if it's another person, you'd think they'd react to the cockroach. But so, I mean, well, what if it's, yeah, but, but what if it's not a person? Because I've never seen anybody shake their head as fast as she shakes her head. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's an extraterrestrial. Maybe, maybe, and I know that this isn't the right order in the movie, but that maybe that's how she like regurgitates the cockroach. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess you, if you haven't seen it, you'll just have to watch it and find out for yourself, or stick around as we cover the rest of the movie. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert! <laughs> we've got a, and really at this point, we just have a whole bunch of, um, we just have a whole bunch of scenes. You know, Elias is playing piano. He's looking at photos. He takes a photo. The boys Google their mother. Like, they Google mom and they find out their house is for sale. Um, I think. Now, I will, like I told you pre-show, I started this movie a little after 10 o'clock last night. And it does have subtitles. So, a subtitled movie, late at night. um, My notes here, let's put it this way. The more I go into my plot notes, the more the more squiggled <laughs> underlines I have. <laughs> uh, I, I was I watched this movie on the subtitled movie I watched on my phone uh, <laughs> <laughs> while while my kid was like playing a video game next to me, like so, <laughs> and asking me for help every two minutes. So my, I, I, I was admittedly I was not as attentive with this one as normal. <laughs> uh, it's so uh, like my next note here says. Boys sneak into mom's room to plant a monitor. The mm-hmm. <laughs> they they put a they, baby monitor underneath their bed so yep, they can they, listen in on her. They because that's room. because what's the theme of this month's movie? What's the theme of this month of uh, our podcast? The movies about creepy, creepy kids. kids. Yeah, and or so there's nothing. Movies. I can't think of anything creepier yet than putting a cockroach in your mom's face and then putting a baby monitor under her bed so you can listen to what she's doing when you're not in there. <laughs> Listening to her digest the cockroach. Right. Oh, my mom's extra gurgly tonight. <laughs> uh, we've already we've already seen her give herself a self exam, so I hope these boys aren't listening all the time because I don't know if, if they're quite ready to to find out what mom's doing. Well, all I the doubt time. she. I doubt she was. 
She was <laughs> verbally narrating her self-examination. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you don't know how. I might feel good. I don't know. Um, so Elias, he overhears his mom on the phone, and she's just kind of, you know, she's saying things like she's get, like getting over it. The cat's mm-hmm. missing. They find the cat. The cat's dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, you know, the my notes get really, <laughs> really bonkers at this point. I'm like looking at them. I'm like, oh. Oh man, uh, I have three notes and one like un <laughs> ungrammatically correct sentence here. Boys bottle up roaches. They put cat in water. Mom puts roaches in the water. Like it's just the, well, I don't well, know. Yeah, despite the fact that that's pretty much what my notes say too. Like okay, I, good. <laughs> like I, I don't think I missed it. I'm just trying to yeah. type with. I'm typing on my iPad as I'm watching the movie. So, but I don't want to miss the subtitles, so I'm not watching what I'm typing. Yeah. But I also don't have a, I have an on-screen keyboard, so I can't feel my way around the keys. <laughs> I'm just hoping my fingers are in the right spot as I'm slapping the screen. Well, I think the most important part of this part in this part of the movie is kind of what you were going with before, when she's on the phone with someone and she and she says, yeah. I, "I won't play along anymore. I have to right. stop. He has to face it." So, so yeah. what what's the it in this circumstance right. that that that's right. got her so worked up? Yeah. I agree. So, you know, we're at a crossroads here. The boys aren't, they don't believe that that's their mom. Mm-hmm. And they are definitely down a path of, we're going to do everything we can to figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, she can't seem to get through to one of the boys about what it is. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we've got, you know, in a, we, in gorilla and famous gorilla monsoon speak, we've got an ir- irresistible force meets an immovable object. <laughs> Gorilla uh, nobody, monsoon. <laughs> nobody's well. WrestleMania was this weekend, That's true. Um, and so nobody's nobody's giving any ground here. Yeah. Um, well, she even says like, I- "I'm only putting out one set of clothes. I'm only making one breakfast." Yeah, right. We don't even know who she's talking to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've referenced Dad, but we haven't seen him at all, and that's okay. <laughs> maybe um, the maybe the frozen pizza delivery guy is still there. It, it might be him. <laughs> it might, we. It may, you know, you, you just called to see. Did you get your order, man? I just I'm only putting out one breakfast. <laughs> you know, as something that's been on my mind regarding this, you, you never see what brand of frozen pizzas they are. What What do you think it is? I don't know. I mean, it could be Tombstone. It could be Palermo. It could, could be, be Jacks. Could be Home Run In. Could be Red Baron. It could. It could I bet you it's the Baron. I mean, it could it, be. Di- I mean, could I mean, be DiGiorno. It's it's probably the Baron because they're speaking German. That I bet it is. Mm-hmm. I bet you're right. Yeah, it's red. It's Red Baron. <laughs> that's that's the only pizza they have in Austria. Right. Is red Baron. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> the Baron's corner of the market. He's he's got them all, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all pepperoni. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the only pizza you get in Austria. <laughs> Uncured pepperoni pizza. <laughs> red, red Baron. Baron <laughs> red Baron frozen pepperoni pizza. Uh, and that's probably why mom eats cookies and cockroaches she's just tired of, tired <laughs> of the baron can't take one more baron pizza <laughs> she probably got uh, so mad that she just picked up a pizza hot out of the oven and just 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 cream pied herself in the face with it <laughs> just third degree burns and that's why that's she's, not she that, she's not bloodshot she's not bloodshot she's pepperoni stuck in her eye she's got pepperoni <laughs> grease <laughs> <laughs> She's just out there trying to shake it off. <laughs> can't, 
can't get the bear grease off no matter how much well, gauze well, I put why, on my face. That's why she, she she's wearing such little clothes. She doesn't want to get grease on. <laughs> right. That's all there is is bear grease. <laughs> it, it gets everywhere. <laughs> oh, these kids. They Elias, don't know how good they she, have it. <laughs> no, they don't. Elias just calls her out. I mean, he just straight questions like, are you, are you, you know, are you actually our mom? And then they asked to see her birthmark. Um, yeah. You know, and like that, that your, sets her off. Yeah. And uh, so mom, yeah, you're right. Mom locks them in their room. Mm. You know, it's just, I mean, she's had enough because it's like everybody, I won't say everybody's crazy, but everybody is just so dead set on their mission that there's like, mm-hmm. there's no conversation going on is, no, there's, you know, mom's yeah, there's no trying to get over the, but so there's no willingness to listen. There's no empathy extended no, at all. No, no, it's just straight. You're not our mom, and she's like, uh, "I am. I've had, you know, we're, let me see your birthmark. Oh, the birthmark on my cheek. Well, I just had reconstructive facial surgery because I slipped and fell on a red hot Red Baron pizza. So <laughs> it could have <laughs> happened to sl- anyone. Got me some slack, Elias. <laughs> uh, so mom locks him in her room. But when Elias wakes up, the door's open, Um, you know, and and this is another kind of weird part of the movie that, uh, well, it is a dream. I guess I have it here in my notes that in his dream, Elias wakes up, doors open, and he goes into mom's room and he finds Lucas cutting open mom's belly and all these cockroaches crawling out. Now, we saw her eat a cockroach earlier, so it's not it's not far fetched that this is actually happening. Uh, but he does wake up from his dream. Because well, I mean, if there's it, one thing... No, finish your thought, please. I was going to say, if there's one thing this movie was lacking, it's someone waking up from a dream by sitting straight up in bed gasping. Because, mm-hmm. you know, how they wake <laughs> up from dreams in movies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I mean, it, it's a scientific fact that Madagascar cockroaches, hissing cockroaches, are really hard to digest. Yeah. They multiply. Yeah. That's that's their failsafe. Is yeah. if you swallow a Madagascar hissing cockroach, they don't die; they multiply. They're yeah. like gremlins. Yeah, it's it's the perfect fertile grounds for reproduction mm-hmm. for asexual exactly. re- reproduction. Yeah, they actually this is a this is an Earth based remake of the movie Alien. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Yeah. <laughs> This is when the boys decide we're going to make it really hard on mom mm-hmm. and we're going to make an effort to look even more identical. And all right, like she was already yeah, ignoring she, one of you anyway. If she <laughs> can't like, tell us apart, yeah. which one's she, here? She has to treat us both. Yeah. So, and mom, yeah, mom's yeah. made quite, mom's made quite the recovery as well. Mm hmm. So she comes yeah. to the door. She doesn't have any bandages on anymore. Hey, guys. Yeah. She said you know? she's not mad anymore. <laughs> right. I'm not mad anymore. That, My that, face that's, is how fine. She in, that's how she introduced herself to Hey, guys. It's <laughs> hey, me. guys. Here's a boomerang. Your real mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and even though they were based in Austria, I'm going to give you a boomerang from Australia. I don't even know where I'm at. That's right. I forgot about the boomerang. <laughs> just, he just hands him a boomerang. She's been home for like a week. <laughs> like, 
okay, I made it. I, I told myself that when I got my bandages removed and I look perfectly normal, I will gift you with a boomerang. Well, I think it's um, if you buy a hundred, you know, Red Baron pizzas, yeah. you get a free boomerang. I think so. It's they stole part of the plot line from Punch Drunk Love, where you get a, all these frequent flyer miles if you eat yeah. enough healthy choice pudding or whatever it was and instead they're like "Ooh, red baron and boomerang that's the australian equivalent <laughs> it's like they're the saving austrian, <laughs> austrian equivalent <laughs> it's like they're saving up tickets at chuck e cheese and they cash them <laughs> exactly. in for a boomerang <laughs> right. so you just keep your upc symbols kids <laughs> i'll, I'll 72 take red, 72 red baron pizzas get you a boomerang <laughs> i'll take 20 bags of little green army men seven right. tootsie rolls and a boomerang <laughs> right done mutter <laughs> and so uh you know she she just she looks good she's made a full recovery yeah she's um, right. she went you know, from fully hey, bandaged to fully not yeah here's a boomerang and she's like can we go outside and then they just push past her and oh run. yeah like they just go they sprint out of there yeah like and then i i'm gonna let you take the lead on this one for a minute because my notes make sense <laughs> But they don't make sense. Like, well, I don't think notes no- are too far off here. Okay. Like, are they notes about a nonsensical part of the movie? Well, I would argue the whole movie them, is pretty nonsensical. However, well, they, yeah. they, they go sprinting out and, you know, they're, they're just, they're full speed ahead. They are at an absolute yeah. dead sprint. Right. They come across the field with a man, you know, burning, you know, with hay. Like burning, like burning hay. straw yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's like yelling at him. We can't hear him. Yeah, it's uh, that happens. Uh, they come across a, a a like a church. And, okay. And uh, and there's a there's a guy sweeping up there. He's like the priest's assistant or something. And they, they okay, try, I remember they, this. They try to tell this guy that like, well, you know, I, we we need help. And the the man never looks at the boy on the right side of the screen. By the way, and, Who, Lucas. Yeah. And so like he's not even there. Yeah. <laughs> poor guy. Oh, poor then, Lucas. And then they're in the car, and the priest is driving them to what they think is the police station. But he ends up just taking them home, and she and the priest takes mom's word for it that everything's fine. She she tells the priest that there was an accident, and that the separation have made things difficult. And the priest leaves, and they're fine. She mom locks all the doors, takes her medication, cries herself to sleep, and that's that we're, scene. Were they walk at some point? Were they walking through like an abandoned town? There was something there, it, but like that's where they came across this like okay this priest, priest or whatever, or like the priest's okay. helper. I don't know it, it yeah. again. It it didn't really matter anyways. It was just one of those like oh they're almost away. Oh no no okay. nothing not. Because it was another one of these like how far in the middle of nowhere do you live if you're coming across a town. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those like horror scenes where like the the person who's kept prisoner almost escapes, but then they get oh, caught. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, right. Like that's really, priest. yeah, that's really yeah. all it is. And it's like you know, it now I I yeah. So my notes weren't too far off. Fair enough. So some I have something here. Mom locks him in the room. She gets upset. The boys are actually hiding under her bed. Although I mistyped and put head. Uh, <laughs> and then then now. Things the, really hit yeah, the fan. Yeah, this is when the, the the movie puts its foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, I was awake for all this because I was <laughs> and, just like, and, oh, and, and the parking brake at the same time while they're <laughs> yeah. while they're jerking the wheel into yeah. a bridge embankment. All right. Yeah. This is yeah. This is this is absolutely 
factual there. I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to make some sort of like Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin, Beetlejuice reference. Like, you know, they steered off into, but yeah, you're right. Like things get kind of intense here. So they tie tie mom to the bed. um, And then they open the blinds and they start questioning her again. Mm -hmm. You know, where's mom? Where's our real mom? Where's mom? And then they bring up the lady in the photo. Like, who basically like is this you and you know she's like uh you know no it's you know she's like just let me go like it's me yeah that's my friend da, 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 da. And, you know elias just gets elias just gets very standoffish mm-hmm. mom is just begging to be cut free um you know and elias starts to free her and lucas stops him you know and they start questioning her missing birthmark apparently she had a birthmark on her cheek um and so now just like you're missing your birthmark. So then we cut to the windows still open and the boys have a magnifying glass and they're like burning mom's face. Um, like, and she knows what it's like. Cause she has face first into a red Baron pizza. Um, <laughs> Hot so, out but, of this the oven. Is, <laughs> right. but this is excruciating. Because this is centralized. This is mm-hmm. all. This is the the burning of a thousand red barons right there in one spot. Um, it's just they're just burning your face with this magnifying yeah. glass, and they the literally sun. burn a hole in mom's cheek. Which you know, I don't think would work because I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but the sunlight's coming through the glass, which is already going to distort it some. So I don't think it's it's not full on sun rays hitting the magnifying glass, but. I don't live in Austria. Could be different over there. Um, <laughs> it's you know, it's no no double pane window by by any means. No, 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 <laughs> no. And so they they tape her mouth shut, um, and then the, the the most forward Red Cross <laughs> employees ever. Yeah, a uh, couple of people by. show up. Yeah, no, oh. they ring the doorbell. Nobody yeah. answers. So they let they check sit- the doorknob. Doorknobs—it's not locked. They let themselves so they just, in. Yep. Hey, we're here for the Red Cross. Care yeah. to give a donation? We'll just—we'll show ourselves in. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, Red Cross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I—I uh, I honestly, the Red Cross part is all I remember. But my notes, like, way to go, cognizant me, <laughs> taking notes on a scene <laughs> that I do not remember. Um, but yeah, they. They let themselves in. They kind of start snooping around. It's kind of it's kind of a cute scene because they're two like older Red Cross volunteers or employees mm-hmm. or whatever. So like as they're snooping around, they just like occasionally, hello, yeah, <laughs> Red Cross, you know, like, Making, we're no, just gonna no assumption that at the possibility that someone might not actually be home. Right, right. But we're gonna go through your stuff and then just occasionally holler out who we are, you know, to justify why we're in your home. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, you know, the boys, um, you know, the boys stop them because they're, they're like headed up the stairs. The boys stop them. And, you know, the Red Cross, we ins- we'll stay. Our mom's not home. She's not home. You know, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick just, around. We'll wait for we'll mom. Just, That's we'll okay. just stay until That's she gets okay. here. Because why wouldn't you? So the boys just make a donation. So they go away. <laughs> you know, mom's working on getting the tape loose by moving her lips around. 
I think the cockroach probably crawled back up and pushed it out for it. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness for that so, cockroach. <laughs> the uh, tape comes loose. Mom's yelling out, but it's too late. Yeah, the Red Cross away. folk are down the path. Um, but the boys, they can't run their risk again. So they super glue her mouth shut. They, they unleash the craggle. And they... <laughs> <laughs> They bring out they bring out the craggle and they super glue <laughs> her mouth shut. <laughs> um, they the boy. Oh, I am very impressed with my with my note taking on this movie mm-hmm. that I've kind of dosed off through. Uh, apparently, the boys made her a pizza. They whip out one of them red parents, <laughs> which is just a horrific traumatic experience. Yeah, why make her relive that? I mean, that's probably right. the worst trauma that he could have inflicted on her. <laughs> actually, yeah, up until they start to cut the this part was actually pretty gross. Yeah. They're cutting the they're cutting the super glue away from her lips. It looks like they're, they, they're using like the really sharp like medical scissors. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. They, this and isn't like your like orange handled like kitchen scissors. No, th- these aren't Fiskers. These are <laughs> these these are medical gr- grade yeah. uh you know scissors here and they're just snipping away and then they miss and blood everywhere yeah they catch um, mom's lip yeah they everybody ca- knows I mean, the, li- a... the lip is where blood pools in the body <laughs> right right that wasn't i that may have been a full-grown earthworm actually uh, <laughs> but yeah that is it's a major <laughs> artery probably nicked major the artery. yeah <laughs> <laughs> major artery right there on the bottom lip yeah <laughs> it's just blood spraying everywhere no not quite like kill bill you know level it's not of blood quite, spray, it's not but... quite cone spraying but there's a lot of blood. <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of, blood of blood surfaced right there uh and so they just want to feed her pizza but they have to <laughs> but it's like now she's got a mouthful of blood and then you know it would have been funny though if they still made her eat the pizza um and D- uh, double pepperoni yeah. just like you like <laughs> But they're still questioning. They they still want proof. Like yeah. you're not our mom. Prove you're a mom. Um, and she she pees herself. Yeah. Uh, you know that. So the boys untie her so that she could change the sheets. They're holding like this baby crossbow on her. Yeah. They uh, they, they sharpen like the little wooden darts down to right. Like, like use yeah. a box cutter to to sharpen them to points. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, a little a bunch of little crossbows and bolts there. Uh, and she tries to, oh, this part. Like, I'm forgetting all of it until I'm reading it in my notes. <laughs> it's like all unfolding. Like, she tries to run away, but they've put a piece of, of tripwire, because maybe I should have called this Home Alone in my movie marriage. Well, they got a piece <laughs> of tripwire outside, and she hits that tripwire and falls face first, smashes her head. Uh, but it's like the camera cuts away just at impact. Yeah. Like, it's enough that you're like, ooh. It's, yeah. it's a lot like... like it's the curb stomp scene from American History X minus Edward Norton. It's just the curb stomp. Yeah. <laughs> Self-inflicted stomp. Um, smacks her head. Um, and when she comes to, Elias has got her tied up again. Um, and and that's actually, they, when gl- the... they glued her to the floor this time. Oh, yeah. And they glued her eyes. Sh- well, I thought they had her eyes sh- glued shut, but I don't think so. But you're right. They glued her to the floor. And this is where mom drops the big reveal. Mm-hmm. That ties into the movie marriage. If you're paying attention, of the sixth sense and the other, what is the big twist? Lucas was never there. No, Lucas has been dead all along. No way, did not see that coming. No, I did not see it at all. 
I definitely did not pick it up when she poured one glass of Kool-Aid at the very beginning of the movie. Or when no re- one looked at or acknowledged Lucas in any way. <laughs> For the entire runtime, the only person that spoke to him was his, was his twin brother. And all of, the, yeah, all Luke- of the, ref- the reflective shots and framing and all that. Right. So mom's glued to the floor, and the cat is in an aquarium full of I, lighter fluid, I yeah, guess? like ker- I don't know. kerosene or something. Right. So basically, Elias has gone off the deep end here. Mm-hmm. He is dead set. You're not my mom. She's like, your brother's dead. I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll pretend. I'll start making two breakfasts. I'll start laying out two sets of clothes. Like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. You we'll, know, we'll work Which, through this. I think mom's finally kind of realized that, I mean, he's, he's clearly got some, you know, just, he's, he's lost his twin. You know, he's got some issues resulting from that. And mom's answer to it was, I'm not going to feed into it any longer. And this is what happens when you didn't feed into it. And yeah. you went and got mangling facial surgery, which made you some weirdo. Um, so Elias sets fire to the house. Cause he's like, this is it. You're not my mom. Uh, he's still, I mean, he's, he's gone. He's, he's so far gone that there's no bringing him back. He sets fire, uh, sets the cat on the dead cat. Who's in the kerosene on fire. Lucas, which of course we now know is Elias. I guess I could have gone to fight club with this movie marriage as well. <laughs> um, you know, they set the curtain on fire. The curtain burns to a point where it falls, catches mom on fire. Like, because mm-hmm. the, the, the aquarium kind of bursts and all this kerosene's flown. So mom, I guess I could have gone dark night with my movie marriage too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have so much potential. This has been a, <laughs> it's like a 27 dresses level movie marriage. Mm. Um, and so all of the, I mean, she's covered in kerosene, catches on fire. The house burns down. Yep. She goes up taxi style. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and then the camera takes us through a cornfield, the cornfield at the beginning of the movie, and all three are reunited outside the cornfield. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Elias was still alive. I don't know if Elias died in the fire as well, and that this is like, you know, force ghosts all reunited. This is his or, version, Elias's version of heaven. Or if Elias is still alive and now, because he's been with Lucas through the whole movie, so now he's with his real mom and Lucas. Through, I mean, of course, it's been his real mom the whole time anyway, but it's just, I don't know. And it's okay that we don't know, because it's, you know, you're not going to lose any sleep over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's it. Like, yeah, it just, it jumps in, it jumps out, and, you know, there we are. Yeah, and and, and the, the mom or mom figure, whoever puts her arms around both boys at the end. Mm-hmm. Just kind of smiles at the camera. They're all happy. Yeah, good, so. good for them. There you go. Good night, mommy. Yep, <laughs> that that's it. That's 2014's Austrian produced German language subtitled "Good Night, Mommy." Right. As we're at the point in the in the show here where we give our own unique rating to the movie we've been yabbering about, how would you rate "Good Night, Mommy"? Good night, mutter. Uh, good night, good night, mutter. Uh, how would I rate it? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six and a half slices of Red Baron pizza. 
<laughs> I was also working at a frozen pizza oh, scale. So I, I stole. I'll go six and a half Madagascar no. hissing cockroaches. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> six and a half I'm cockroaches. Go, I'm gonna go six and a half dead twins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the wrong kid died. <laughs> because <laughs> we gotta work in dewey cox uh, we gotta, wrong, uh, the wrong twin died wrong <laughs> so that i don't know i'm giving it three ratings what are you gonna rate it now okay. that i've stolen all of your ratings <laughs> oh whatever let, let, let's go with 53 uh, overly intrusive red cross workers there we go (laughs) (laughs) those two were the they were awful like they were they were sweet uh, people though they didn't mean they really were they just were we almost like we we made our way all the way out here we might as well check out the inside (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's on the market and everything (laughs) You you know what you know what it could be uh, something we didn't mention earlier, the boys came across mom's dating profile. Maybe, oh, I forgot about that. Maybe the Red Cross members found the dating profile and they were there to pick up mom. Maybe. Hmm. So, good night, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, boys were the boys were not going to enjoy what they heard on the baby monitor that night. <laughs> oh, with those two Red Cross workers. <laughs> it's like, no, no reason to give yourself a self-exam tonight. <laughs> You got Jerry the you got Jerry the Red Cross worker. Jerry and Rhonda. A nice Austrian name like Jerry and Rhonda. I think Austrian. <laughs> on that note, let's smoothly transition to the three, two, one. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> this segment goes down smooth like a cockroach. <laughs> smooth as a red baron pizza. <laughs> Uh, this segment, Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one, huh, from the film we just watched, the film in question this week. Good night, Mommy. Oz, kick things off with your three goods. All right. Well, my first good is, there. it really was a quiet movie. The lack mm-hmm. of score in most of the movie, it re- I think it really did make the scenes a lot more unsettling. I think as movie viewers, especially horror fans like you and I, we inadvertently rely on the music of the movie to kind of set the tone for what's yeah. going on to, and what's to, happening. To cue us. Oh, oh it's creepy oh, music. Yeah, I, I should feel yeah. it's upset. I should you know, feel and, and, and Hollywood absolutely has that down to a science mm-hmm. where, you know, even jump scares are built on sound more than they are in imagery. And so for, for the filmmakers to take this approach of let's strip all of like, basically all the ambient sounds, all the music, let's just, pretty much strip it all out and just let the scenes unfold. It kind of, it really made some scenes more unsettling than they may have been mm-hmm. just because we were living in the unknown as well of, is this supposed to be as uncomfortable as it is? Is it made more uncomfortable because how quiet it, like just so many unknowns there. So that's my first good. The lack of score really kind of helped add to the unsettling tone. Um, I thought these two acting twins did a, did a fine job. Yeah. Um, they actually are named Lucas and Elias. Their character names were were their actual acting names, and they are actually twins. Um, and I thought they did a fine job. Um, you know, because as identical, they are obviously identical twins, but I thought Lucas did a great job carrying a facial demeanor that differed him from Elias the whole mm-hmm. time. Like, like, to see these two, you... You could tell they're identical twins, but yet based on their acting talents, they were not 
you weren't confusing them for one another. Uh, and I think that that is a testament to their ability. Mm-hmm. And so good for you, boys. Keep it up. Um, I also, and this is this is more just because it's a foreign film, uh, which I have absolutely no problem with. But watching it late at night when you're tired is a little bit much. Um, but there was really very little dialogue, mm-hmm. so it made the subtitles very manageable uh, and didn't detract from the horror elements of the movie or really any part of the movie. So um, there's nothing worse than dozing off during a foreign film when they're talking a lot mm-hmm. because you aren't catching any of the dialogue. There just wasn't enough, wasn't a ton of dialogue. So I didn't have to worry about that. So those are my three goods. How about you? My three goods as the first one, I'd go with the cinematography. There were some clever framing mm-hmm. and, and the way they shot some things, you know, like, like um, Elias would be walking through the scene or something. And like, he would walk off camera and like, it would, it would linger on Lucas or, you know, like, like Lucas would sort of step out of Elias in some ways. So they, they there were some clever clever bits that they did with that, some of the reflective shots in the water and, and whatnot. You know, kind of kind of told some of that that visual story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say my number two would be um, I like some of the subtle special effects they worked in. Um, I think there were some effect shots in this, but but it, it wasn't over the top like like the the burning of Mom's face, for instance. Right. Um, you know, like the cockroaches and mom and yeah. you know, things like that. So, uh, you know, it, they used it for its, its intent, you know, was to get through the scene, not, not sensationalize anything or become overly reliant on it. But, you know, I, I like subtle special effects, um, you know, and, and it, this movie made good use of them. Although there was one not so subtle special effect at the end when mom was on fire, but. That's yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I I was okay with that as I really didn't want them to set her on fire. Yeah, <laughs> but special effects were a thumbs up in this movie. And my last, uh, this movie, although uh, the ends do not just or, or yeah, the means do not justify the ends here. Um, it just reinforces the fact that trauma is a real thing. Trauma impacts people in ways that we cannot even begin to imagine. And the best way to help someone who has experienced trauma is to empathize with them, not judge them, not doubt them, uh, be real, be empathetic, and be genuine with them. And unfortunately, Mom doesn't catch on that right away. Granted, she has been through her share of trauma. However, it does does not seem like the proper supports were in place to help the boys and probably help Mom as well. Right, because, I mean... Granted, the focus being Elias has lost his twin, but I mean, mom's also lost a son. So, yeah. you know, um, they both, they, they both, there was a bridge there that could have been crossed and just wasn't. And so we end up gluing mom to the floor and burning her up. Yep. Probably could have been avoided. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Probably. Right. But instead she was, you know, going getting facial reconstruction surgery. Yeah. So. That's not the medical attention you needed, Mom. Yep, one thing at a time. Yeah. Uh, Oz, what are your your two bads? Um, I found Lucas being dead was obvious very early on. <laughs> yep. Very early on, and Ooh, that's okay. They, they telegraph that one. Well, and it, and you know, it's not so much that it was telegraphed, which it was. Don't get me wrong, but that they never stopped telegraphing it. You know, it's. I'm going to use a, a movie that's done it much, much better in that in the sixth sense. Um, you know, spoiler alert, which if you haven't seen it, it's your own fault. It's been 23 um, years. Right, exactly. That uh, 
you know, we find out Bruce Willis's character has been dead all along. But he he is interacting with things enough in the movie that we don't necessarily catch on. They're not mm-hmm. telegraphing that move. Once you find out and watch it again, now you see it all laid out in front of you. So it's like good for you, M. Night, to to really deliver it in a way where it's 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 like you're watching a whole different movie the second time you've seen it. This one, however, right, you know, as soon as you realize, which happens different for different or different times for different people, of course. But once you realize, like, wait a minute, I'm not sure Lucas is even there. There's nothing through the movie to make you think otherwise. Like, mom doesn't accidentally call Elias Lucas or anything. Like, it's just Lucas is gone. No one's going to look at him, interact with him, talk with him, except Elias. So there's really, like, there's nothing to talk you off the ledge of convince you know like once you what let me put it to it once you know once you feel lucas is dead in the movie there's nothing talking you out of it yeah like it's just there so that's one for me my second um i really really didn't like the misdirection to protect the twist ending by making mom appear to be something she wasn't Mm -hmm. those couple of scenes where she was kind of weird especially the woods scene yeah yeah it it just it i don't know it it you and i talked pre-show it led to a lot of questions of is it really mom yeah i believe it was and if it was then what's that scene about it just it doesn't fit no um and so that's my other bad is like misdirection is fine i get red herrings in films etc um but i don't i don't it didn't serve a purpose other than just to muddy up, you know, like, Oh, maybe we laid it on a little thick with the Lucas is dead stuff. Let's, let's try and redirect people into thinking that mom's really something she's not. And then they did it one time and never came back to it. So that's my other bad. What are your two bads? (laughs) My bads. I think they're going to, uh, your, your second bad and my two are all going to kind of follow the same theme. My, my first is that the introduction of mom's doppelganger, like like mm-hmm. the friend, it, I don't know. It seemed like a kind of overly complicated things. Like I, I get that it's like it it was another reason for the boys to doubt, but like they were already doubting before they even came across the picture, right? Like and like and they confronted her with the picture one time, but it was again it was in like a laundry list of things that they were confronting her on, and it that they, they never really circled back to it they never really explained mm-hmm. like who this person was again it's as you said it was just another red herring basically um and, and then kind of speaking of another i'll go with my other bad like the the video dating profile that she did was i think also supposed to be another sort of like red herring in a way but again it just it didn't go anywhere it's just a lot of like wasted movement wasted time yeah and like again, it adds to the laundry list of things that the boys were doubting, but like they were already doubting. You know, you mentioned it. it you know, like within yeah. the first ten minutes when they're when they're playing the the like the guess who game with the post it notes, like they were doubting then. They they didn't need these other artificial things to like. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's another layer to this mystery scoobs. Like, well, I, and yeah, and I think a lot of her efforts made it even worse because again, they're nine years old. 
Mom left looking fine. She comes home. She's covered in bandages. She's not acting right. Well, she's medicated or whatever. So it's very common for a nine-year-old to be like, that's not my mom. Mm -hmm. That's not my mom. And she doesn't do anything normal to quench that curiosity. She almost leans into it. And it's like, you know, it's like, how hard is it to convince a nine-year-old that you are who you are? You know? Like, we saw Happy... Hogan convinced, you know, Peter Parker in one sentence that, that that he is who he is, you know, and when he was, you know, after he fought, you know, Mysterio and was confused and like if Happy Hogan can convince him, then mom can convince these nine year olds. Yeah, she should. This is the podcast. Yeah, this is the podcast where instead of talking about the movie we are talking about, I just try to refer to as many other better movies as possible. (laughs) The wrong twin died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would have given this movie a a perfect 10 if she were to say that at any point. This is a particularly bad case of a mom (laughs) bursting into flames. Uh, Elias, the wrong twin died. (laughs) And mom falls out the window and the radio hits her in the head. (laughs) I think I've seen this movie. (laughs) Taking its its cues from somewhere. Well, as it leaves us with our one ha, what's your one ha for good night, mommy? Oh, I talked about it a little bit earlier before the show, but <laughs> yep, I don't like crappy trailers. The whole purpose of a movie trailer is to convince an audience to go watch the movie that you have set out. A trailer should be full of scenes from the movie spliced together in a way that leads curiosity into a theater seat or to a download or to a purchase. The movie trailer for this movie juxtaposes two scenes together that are not in the film together. There's a scene, there's the scene where the cockroach crawls into her mouth and this earlier scene where she's eating cookies in bed while pretending to be asleep. So she crunches one when, when Elias leaves. In the trailer, they edit those two pieces together. So when you're watching the trailer, and the boys in the trailer are like, you're not my mom, who's my mom, or whatever. Like, in the trailer, the cockroach crawls into her mouth, and then she crunches, leading us, the viewer, again, trailers come out before the movies come out. So as we're watching the trailer for this movie, we think, oh my gosh, she's going to eat a cockroach in this movie. She's weird. So, you know, and you're like, get out, boy. You know, like you're thinking, this is a survival movie for the boys because this person, that can't, like everything in the trailer led down a path to think mom is not who she is and the boys are in danger because she eats cockroaches. Yeah, who does that? That scene does not exist in the movie. It is two pieces of two completely separate scenes edited together in the trailer to misdirect the audience. <laughs> Shame on you for the trailer. That's my huh. Why would you do that? <laughs> you must hate all MCU trailers then, Oz. <laughs> because the way they edit them them together now these days, because people know that they watch trailers so closely for Marvel releases. <laughs> In all fairness, I don't watch the MCU trailers because I know I'm going to watch the movie anyway. Mm. So, but no, I, I know what you're talking about, though. I know it's, it's, it's a common practice. I've referenced it before on this show. The worst trailer I've ever seen is for a Billy Crystal movie called Forget Paris. It came out in the 90s. Just he's a NBA referee and the trailer is full it's like two minutes <laughs> of him cutting up jokes with with current, you know, at the time NBA superstars. And I'm Chuck, like, this movie with, looks great. Chuck Barkley. Right. Like this movie looks hilarious. 
Billy Crystal is this tiny little NBA referee. This is going to be great. He's yucking it up with the mailman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally, literally every scene of him refereeing in the NBA in the movie is in the trailer. That's it. There's only like two two minutes of it in the movie. The rest of it is some romantic movie set in Paris. So it was like, it, it's targeting a demographic that doesn't want to see your movie. So this isn't quite that bad, but... I wanted to see Mommy the Cockroach. I know, right? That was the promise not, that the trailer gave me. She just ate like a wafer cookie. That's not a cockroach. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not even for anyone even have in Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> what is your huh? My huh, we, we we discussed this one earlier, and I'm kind of picking up low-hanging fruit here, but <laughs> those, yeah, those, those, those Red Cross members were, were just, <laughs> I'll just show myself in, because no one's home, and I, I drove all this way, and I mean, <laughs> doors you open. If, you imagine if Red Cross, Red Cross employees and, and, you know, in America did that, like, oh no, you don't have to come to our blood drive, we'll come to you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, in America, getting up. In America, they'd be threatened with, with firearms. Oh, absolutely. But, but in, I mean, in Austria, I guess it's okay for Red Cross members soliciting donations to just walk into your home and wait for you to get home. That's basically, right, just, and, and interact with your nine-year-old child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, okay. Just, we'll just I'll wait. wait. I'll just hang out with this nine-year-old <laughs> in this it's house okay. with no other adults around. I have on the smock. You know I'm legit. <laughs> nothing weird or creepy about that nope not at all and the boys they just pay them and they leave here yeah. you go well she they, what, uh, was it they take money out of mom's purse yeah you know because mom's got her mouth because she's tied up with her mouth taped shut upstairs nothing wrong with that <laughs> you wonder how so. long they were there <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Mom, mom was working long enough that mom knew they were there. She was working hard, but yeah, she was. Uh, but, but I mean, they sat down at the at the dining room table. They po- they, yeah, they, they didn't they did. just linger in the doorway. They came in the house. And sat yeah, they down were in the, the house. Like, yeah, they were. We'll just wait. We'll wait. So, <laughs> okay. in all fairness, I in, in all fairness, I didn't mind this movie. It it wasn't bad. It you wasn't know? awful, it, uh, but like, yeah. no, right, but. But it's now it, you're not gonna you're not taking any social commentary from mm-hmm. this unless you're searching for it you know like your uh, you know your your piece there on you know trauma trauma and what trauma is bad there's your commentary right and so but but no this is it's it's fine you know uh, it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie uh, it just was well like okay I've seen it mm-hmm. um, you know that there's you know many other movies I would recommend prior to this one but there's also, many other rec- movie recommend Whew. other movies I would not recommend <laughs> you know, mm. over this one. So, if someone's like, "Hey, I I have an hour and a half. Should I watch Goodnight Mommy or Urban Legend Two? <laughs> Ur- Urban Legend Two? I'd be like, eh, let's go ahead and watch Goodnight Mommy." Um, and so, but eh, it, I mean, it was it was fine. It was you know, okay. It was, yeah, it was you okay. you and you know, anytime I can squeeze a horror movie into our podcast, I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, and yeah. So, with that being said, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was fun enough. Yeah, it had some good moments. Right, and like I said, it wasn't it wasn't gross in a gory way, but they were just kind of creep, just like oh, here, let's put a cockroach on mom's face. That was the squeamish. I guess mm-hmm. it was more parts of it were squeamish. Sure, so. cutting cutting mom's. 
Mom's oh. glued mouth with those medical scissors. Oh, I know. That was awful. That really was awful. That <laughs> was painful. Or watching her smack her head on the ground when she trips over that tripwire. Yeah. Like, like the editing choice there was perfect because it just you just saw the impact and the boom, it was gone. Yeah. So, uh, all right. That's good night, week mommy. One. Yeah. What do you what do we what are you bringing next week? Next week, I'm bringing 19. I think it's 56 is the bad seed. We're going back mm. for this one. Yeah, we are black and white. I've oh, seen yeah. this movie. You seen? Have you seen I have this not. Movie? I have not seen. The Ooh, it's been it's been several years since I've seen it. Um, you know, but it, it's it's good. It's a it's a well made, well acted movie. Obviously, being as old as it is, and with a child as the lead, uh, we're not looking at gore or anything of those. But it's good. It's well acted. It, it's a it's a fun movie. It's a it's a fun movie. And uh, you know, as a father of a younger daughter. Um, you know, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it. <laughs> you'll really enjoy what, what I think it's, it's a, I don't know who's the lead. I want to say Maureen McCormick, but I don't think that's right. Cause that's no, no, Yeah. That, that's Marsha Brady. McCormick yeah, I know right. that was wrong. Uh, I got it. Here. So, I see who can get there first. Uh, oh no, not the, the lead, nope, not that one. The lead in get the there, bad cause... seed. Because I typed in bad seed, not the bad seed. The bad seed. There it is. 1956 is correct. Pa- and Patty McCormick. Patty McCormick. Patty McCormick. They're probably cousins. How many McCormicks could there be in Hollywood? <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole litter of them. <laughs> so, Patty McCormick. Patty McCormick as the bad seed. As Ro- as Rhoda Penmark. Rhoda. It's a name. Rhoda. It's a name you don't hear enough of these days. Rhoda. No. Other characters are Emery. <laughs> Although we do, you know, there are Emerys. I have a. There's an Emery in our district. Leroy. Yeah. Hortense. Mrs. Ooh, Hortense. 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 Hortense Daigle. If we have another dog. If we get another dog, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, pull, I'm gonna pressure Mo- Melissa L. To, to go with Hortense for the name. That's <laughs> right, guys. If, if, I'm going to pressure our, we, pa- our we Patreon our, subscriber. Yeah, we let our Patreon subscribers pick our animal names. By the, by the way, as wrapping things around, uh, you want to shout out our other Patreon subscriber? Yes, Don S. Thank you, Don S., for your Patreon subscription. Uh, we do offer two levels. Uh, mm-hmm. $3 a month gets you a shout out in every episode. Everyone. And uh, $6 gets you access to a monthly mini episode that um, we only have one subscriber for, but because you know her so well, you have said that, you know, you've I, kind of forfeited her access to mini episodes. I act out but her mo- mini episodes for her. <laughs> so, yeah, she picks the movie and then you act it out yeah. <laughs> on a one-man show. Um, but so, Melissa L., if you can convince any other any other person you know to join the second tier subscription on Patreon, then we will have to produce many episodes and then you'll get episodes. You'll get access to all the back catalog of many episodes Mm -hmm. of which right now there are none, but I know you and I well enough that on our road to 20,000, we can find a movie or two to do many episodes about. There's a couple out there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, bad seed 1956 for next week. That'll be fun. Yeah, it will be, yeah. In our creepy movie, creepy kids in movies month. Yes. Whew, that's a tongue twister. Creepy kids in movies. Um, yeah, we've got four 
And then, I, like I told you, my daughter is really pining that we switch the months around to bring creepy movies for kids into May. Mm. Uh, but no, I, I told her no. She can wait. <laughs> well, we, we have our alliteration month for May, so... Yes, we do. We do. And I am very much looking forward to that month. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, One might say I'm so. mad about it. <laughs> That's mm. right. That's right. It's our Paul Reiser month, everybody. Uh, <laughs> mad about May. All, all Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're watching Twister and Aliens. Mm-hmm. And, and as good as it and gets. As good as it gets. And then we're going to watch every episode of Mad About You and talk about them all in the final week of, of yep, May. Everyone. Um, April Fools. We're not doing that. <laughs> hey, you remember that really sweet April Fools joke that I played on you uh, when we were living up in Fox Lake together? Was it one of the times that you scared me? <laughs> no, no, no. This was when, this was like a, uh, a uh, mousetrap trap like board game level of, of stuff where I laid the saran wrap of honey outside your door. Oh but yeah. I lock, but then I locked the upstairs bathroom door so that when you <laughs> stepped in the honey, you would have to go downstairs to the kitchen. But I also took scotch tape and taped the, like the, the water gun to the, uh, to the faucet so that when you turned on the faucet to clean the honey off your feet, it would spray you in the chest. Uh, yep, <laughs> I, re- it. I remember it now. Speaking of trauma. <laughs> and then, hold on, I'm not done. And then while you were downstairs tending to that, you know, uh, <laughs> tending to that fiasco, I took a bunch of, like, thick plastic hangers and slipped them underneath your fitted sheet so when you came to bed that night, it would be very lumpy and uncomfortable, and you would have to... <laughs> yeah, uh, I was the best roommate. <laughs> and, then you put, and then you put a hissing cockroach on my face. And then, and then I put a Madagascar hissing cockroach on your yep. face. And I got your back. And then, <laughs> Go ahead. And then I... Then I Threw a red hot red bear and pizza in your face. Yep. <laughs> Three facial reconstructions later, <laughs> and this is what you and this is what you look like now. Yeah, th- this is the me now. I, yeah, I, it's asked, a vast the, I, I asked the surgeons for a six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be modest. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, thanks for coming and listening to us talk about. A movie that was nowhere near as funny as we as we uh, <laughs> joked about it. Uh, we'll like so we'll be back next week yeah. with uh, the bad seed. The bad seed. Uh, you know what to do: like, subscribe, comment, review, share, tell your friends. Um, all those things that us in the uh, media production world enjoy. Because without you guys, we're just a couple of friends that talk on the computer and. Uh, make fun of movies mm-hmm. so we love the fact that you're listening keep that up share it with everybody contribute you know. to uh, our media empire right help us help you give twenty thousand things to listen to um you could catch us on all your favorite podcast apps just look for let's talk about flicks we do have facebook twitter instagram of course we're on patreon we've mentioned that we've got a website so if you want to catch back catalog episodes you can listen on a browser window you can listen on facebook uh you can even watch all of our episodes on youtube if you want to see what curtis's six out of ten looks like yeah, you can um, you can memorize them and, and yell at neighbors or passers-by <laughs> in the street 
Yeah, absolutely. You could punish people that you don't like mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, sending them links to your least favorite podcast. Let's talk about flicks. <laughs> Either way, we appreciate it. So uh, thanks for listening out there. This is episode 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are just chipping right away. We're like, we're almost half a year into this already. I know, right? It's a little nuts. <laughs> it's a little nuts. Like, you know, my kids are like, are you doing your podcast? And I was like, oh, oh man, we're closing in on half a year which is great because i just keep i don't know if you've looked i just keep adding um i just keep adding categories <laughs> to the spreadsheet <laughs> stuff that i'm like oh this will be fun this will be fun uh i remember when we had the conversation before we even started when we we're like trying to come up with topics to mm-hmm. do for months and now they just flow out like i i added uh i'll share just because why not um i added there we go monthly topics I've added um, <laughs> today. I think I added three. I added movies with the state in the title. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I added uh, return movies, mm. just movies that have return like in the title. And then, of course, why not? We can't leave this out. Trauma films. I don't know oh. why we haven't had that on there yet. But oh, trauma, trauma films. films. If, yes. if we had so, any kind of financing, our fan, financing would be pulled for trauma films. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Tune in to see what we're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> those are, I think I added those three today. So we went from, what are we going to talk about on this for a whole month to, I know. We could probably, <laughs> we, we could probably get Lloyd Kaufman to do a cameo. Oh, that would be fun. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we, we go back with him. We do. Like, Lloyd. You know what? I don't know how good his memory is, but I would say, like, I know it's fresh in our minds from, mm-hmm. obviously, years ago. But it was, I I wouldn't think things like that happen to him all the time. Like, how yeah. many movie premieres do you, I mean, because really, even though Trump has made a ton of films, like, how he ha- he hasn't directed all of them. And he hasn't had these big premieres for all of them. Well, and he you know? and he's only had one with Oz and Curtis. That's right. Where, yeah, and I still I still tell that story occasionally at school, and the kids have no idea who I'm talking about. But it still blows my mind that we just reached out on Troma's website and said, "Yeah, you need volunteers. We'll help." Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we're, we're dressed as the top two mascots in the company. <laughs> dancing around a bookstore during a book signing and then we get free autographs we get free posters we get front row seats next to the dude at the premiere of the movie and and we get to drive and him we, to the we, premiere we get to drive him around chicago in your car <laughs> yeah. like because because he didn't want to, he did, because basically i got the gist that because he thought we were cooler than the guy that was assigned to him mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like, this is the guy that, that was like, oh, no, I don't want him doing it. How about you guys take me? It was still like... Okay, Lloyd Kaufman. Right. It still kind of blows my mind. Like, that all really happened. Yeah. Like, you know? Uh, and so, those, I mean, if you're still listening, if not, I don't blame you. I'm still uh, listening. <laughs> right. But for those that don't know who Lloyd Kaufman is, there is the, there's an independent film studio out of Hell's Kitchen, New York, called Troma. <laughs> Um, you may have heard of easily their most successful movie, The Toxic Avenger. Uh, they made a series of, they made a cartoon out of it, a series toxic of toys. Crusaders, toxic right. Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. And, and uh, I mean, it really took off. Um, but he he founded this movie studio, and 
basically gave the start to a ton of top shelf talent. Like uh, the guys that found the guys that created South Park got their start with Troma. Mm -hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio got a start with Troma. Kevin Costner's been in a Troma film. Um, you know, James Gunn. James, I would say James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy and Suicide Mm -hmm. Squad fame got his start directing Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. Um, so this guy started a movie studio in New York and just runs it independently. They are not good movies. Do not do not confuse them for for film. (laughs) This is celluloid, as he likes to call it. (laughs) Um, they are trash films. They are no holds barred. But they are made with love and passion and volunteers and nudity and grossness. <laughs> and everything and, under the sun. Right. Yeah, if, if, if you have anybody in your life that is so ultra conservative that even saying a swear word uh, offends them, do not let them around a trauma film. Or do uh, it and just watch what happens. Or, or do it because if you do, they will turn into the honors like the honors kids in uh, in class of Newcomb High, when they all turn into the Cretans. Well, that might that's still yeah. one of my favorite trauma films. Love that movie, um, Newcomb High. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, so you know, I'm rambling here, but but yeah, so the guy who founded this studio was doing a movie premiere for his fourth Toxic Avenger movie. Curtis and I volunteered to help out in Chicago any way we could, and we end up like chauffeuring the guy around Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was just really cool. Yeah, uh, but but his ties to Phil were there too. Like his longtime wife was like head of the ratings board in New York. He was the location scout for the original Rocky movie. Like you know, he he knows his stuff. He's written a couple. He's written some books. Um, but the dude just loves. He just loves filmmaking, and he's good at it. Mm-hmm. I can't say that they're good films, but he's good at making them. Yeah. So he, yeah, he makes uh, exactly the kind of film that he sets out to do. Yep, and because he's independent, no one's going to stop him. Yep, and because his wife's the head of the rating board, not not even the rating board. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff there. So yeah, we definitely got to have a trauma month. There's probably enough material to have several trauma months spread out through our path to twenty thousand. <laughs> um, but I am done rambling for the night. I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. Thanks for coming, and we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>